Hi, this is David. Welcome to episode one of Upward Journey Bible Study, where we study the Bible and theology. I will be using the World English Bible as it is in the public domain. Have you ever wondered why the Bible is such an important book? Have you ever wondered what God is like, what he demands of us? Are you ready to give an account of yourself to God? In this episode, we will study seven benefits of studying the Bible. Let's get started. Our scripture passage is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 17, which says, But you remain in the things which you have learned and have been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. From infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Every scripture is God-breathed and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that each person who belongs to God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now let's look at the background to this scripture passage. Paul is writing to Timothy. Uh, Timothy became a Christian through the ministry of Paul the Apostle. We read at the end of the book of Matthew that God has given to Jesus all authority in heaven and earth. Jesus instructed his disciples to make disciples. Two things were part of making disciples. First, baptizing converts to Christ in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And secondly, teaching them to obey all Christ taught. Baptism was a part of the conversion experience in the New Testament. Baptism was preceded by three things. One, confession of sins. That's admitting that you have committed sin and, and confessing them to God. Two, repentance, which is turning from sin and turning to God. And three, believing in God for salvation through accepting the atoning death of Jesus on the cross. That is the beginning of discipleship. The next step in discipleship is learning to obey all that Christ taught. This involves two things. One, knowing what Christ taught and learning to actually obey what Christ taught. What did Christ teach? To answer this question, we need to consider who Jesus is. The Bible teaches that Jesus is God. The Bible teaches that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are united. They do not disagree in theology. Also, the Bible teaches that all Scripture is inspired by God. For that reason, we can conclude that the entire Bible is the teaching of Jesus. There is no disagreement in theology between Jesus, who is God the Son and God the Father, and the Holy Spirit. To be a disciple of Jesus, we need to know what Jesus taught and obey what Jesus taught. In other words, we need to know the teaching of the Bible and obey it. Here in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14-17, through 17, Paul is reminding Timothy of the things he has learned from Holy Scripture, the Bible. The context is the danger of false teachers who teach things contrary to God's word. Paul is saying that God's people can expect to hear lots of false doctrine. In the book of 2 Timothy, Paul is saying Christians will be persecuted and there will be false teachers. The Bible is objective truth. 
Objective truth is objectively true whether you believe it or not. If you drink poison, it will make you sick or kill you even though you thought it was safe to drink. Objective truth would be that the temperature is 70 degrees in a room if that was actually the temperature. Subjective truth would be one person saying it is hot in here and another person saying it is cold in here. That is subjective truth. If one person, however, said it is 30 degrees in here and another said it was 120 degrees in here, both could not be right. If it was really 70 degrees in the room, then both of them would be wrong. Not only is false doctrine taught in the world, it is also taught in some Christian universities and by some preachers. Many Christian universities that start off believing in God and the Bible now accept the false worldview that denies the supernatural. Liberalism has affected Christianity for over a hundred years, denying the supernatural, denying the inerrancy of Scripture, denying the possibility of miracles, the deity of Jesus Christ, the belief that Jesus died for our sins, that God raised Jesus from the dead, and other key teachings of the Bible. Churches, denominations, pastors, and even this Bible podcast must be evaluated in the light of God's Word. While I will do my best to accurately interpret the Bible, I am not infallible. No human is infallible. No denomination, no church is infallible. However, that does not mean we do not have objective truth or can ever know what the truth is. The Bible is clear on the essentials if we read it with an open heart, in obedience to God, in submission to God's Holy Spirit. The average Christian untrained in theology who reads the Bible with an open heart can know the essentials good enough to be able to discern whether a church, a denomination, a preacher, a teacher, or an alleged Bible scholar is correctly interpreting God's word on essential biblical truths. However, they need to carefully read and study the Bible themselves to be able to do this. In other words, you can develop the skills with an obedient heart to God to be able to discern the accuracy of what other people are teaching in light of God's word. It means we must know the Bible ourselves and practice discernment in what we hear. And yes, we need to be open to the possibility that our own interpretation is not correct. God's word is the authority and the only infallible measurement of God's truth. In this passage, Paul is urging Timothy to remember the teachings he has learned from the Bible from when, she, from when he was a child. Timi, Timothy was blessed with a godly mother and grandmother that taught him the Bible from when he was a baby. After Timothy became a Christian, he continued to learn God's word from the teaching ministry of Paul and from his continued study of the Bible. Before looking at the benefits of the Bible, let us look at the trustworthiness of the Bible. Paul teaches us that God's word is reliable because it is God-breathed. That means that God has ensured the accuracy of his word by being its source. The only way we can know the truth about God and God's purpose for our lives is if God reveals that truth to us. God has done this. That is what the Bible is all about. God is no deceiver. He wants what is best for us, so he has made sure that we can know the truth through the Bible. 
Now let's look at seven benefits of Scripture. The first benefit is that God's Word protects us from deceivers. Paul is teaching us two things about deceivers. First, they deceive others. And secondly, that sometimes the deceivers themselves have been deceived. Let us look at verse 13. Paul teaches that evil impostors will get worse and they will deceive and be deceived. Some deceivers are malicious and they know that they are deceiving you. Others teach deception because they have been deceived themselves. How do we protect ourselves from deceivers? As a start to protect yourself from deceivers, you must know the Bible firsthand. The starting point for understanding the Bible is to read it. I suggest you read a literal translation of the Bible. For English readers, examples of a literal translation would include the New King James Version, and another one would be the New American Standard Bible. There are others as well. If you want to equip yourself to read the Bible accurately, it is also important to increase your reading skills. This is hard work, but you want to become a skillful reader so that you can read a literal translation and not be dependent on paraphrases or free variant translations. They may be easier to understand, but they, you will have more of the interpretation of the interpreters than a literal translation of the Bible would have. I would suggest that you stick with one literal translation of the Bible that you choose and keep reading that version of the Bible because you will begin to memorize it and learn it. But if you keep jumping from one literal translation to another, you won't be able to memorize it that easily. So it's good to get used to one and stick with that one uh, if you can. It's also important to read the Bible in context. Uh, read a book of the Bible from the first word of that book to the last word of, the, of that book. Read it in the same uh, Bible translation from beginning to end. Also, it's important to read the entire book before studying each verse in detail. This is so that you will avoid taking scripture out of context. It's also important to pray that God will help you understand what you read and resolve to obey what you read. One of the primary sources for deception is self-deception and the deceitfulness of sin. We tend to rationalize and justify our own sinfulness. For God's word to be effective in our lives, we must seek to obey what we learn or we will deceive ourselves even as we read the source of truth. From your knowledge of God's word, develop the skill of discernment. God's word will equip the Christian to be able to discern whether a given Bible teacher is trustworthy or not. The discernment that comes from your own study of the Bible will help you critique uh, which commentaries are trustworthy. It will help you determine which parts of, of a commentary is correct and what parts are not correct. Another great tool for understanding the Bible is to outline the book of the Bible you are studying. It is hard work, but it pays off. It forces you to think about the text and what it is saying. For example, if you are reading and studying Genesis, then start off by reading it through two or three times from beginning to end. Then do a big picture outline of the book, then outline in detail each section. This will help you understand the book of Genesis. 
It is also important to study the meaning of the words in the Bible so you will not read your understanding of what the word means into the Bible. For example, you may have developed a a concept of what uh, the word sin means, but you're going to get a more accurate understanding of what the word sin means if you study the usage of the word sin. For, For that reason, it is important to study how the Bible uses certain words. We actually learn the meaning of words by how uh, they are used. So this is a great way of studying the Bible. So to summarize this first point, the first benefit of studying God's word is that it helps protect us from deception. Secondly, God's word is beneficial for teaching. Paul tells Timothy in verse 10 to follow Paul's teaching. The teachings of Paul we have today is found in the Bible, and it is a part of God's inspired word as God revealed it to Paul. The Bible says the following about the teaching of the Bible. God's word was written to teach us, Romans 15 verse 4. The teachings found in the Bible helps protect us from false teachings, trickery, and deceit, Ephesians 4 14. Attention to correct teaching helps keep one true to God, 1 Timothy 4.16. God's word helps us to refute those who contradict God's word, Titus 1.9. So first of all, God's word is beneficial in that it helps protect us from deception. God's word is beneficial for teaching. Third, God's word is beneficial for conviction that is, for exposing sin. God's word helps us to correct ourselves and get back on God's path, and it helps us to keep other Christians on God's path. For example, parents need to know the truth so they can teach their children the truth. The most important thing a parent can do for their children is to teach them about God and God's word and God's plan of salvation. This is more important than sports, more important than seeking your child's happiness, more important than how well they do in school. You must know the truth, and you must teach your children the truth and equip them to fight off worldviews and world values contrary to God's word. God's people should care enough for other Christians to tell them in a loving way that they have departed from God's way. For example, see Matthew chapter 18, verse 15. We must also speak against the false worldviews of the secular culture that contradicts God's word. As a biblical example, John the Baptist exposed the sexual sin of Herod, who had married his brother's wife, in Luke chapter 3, verse 19. God's word also exposes our sins, John 3, 20-21. The Holy Spirit convicts the world about their sin, about righteousness, and about judgment. The conviction for sin is because they do not believe in Jesus. The Holy Spirit convicts of righteousness because Jesus is now in heaven. And the judgment is because the devil has been judged. John 16, verses 8 through 11. Conviction includes reproving someone for sinning. 1 Timothy 5, verse 20. Reproving is to be done with patience in teaching God's word. 2 Timothy 4, 2. The teaching of God's word is to convict, expose, or refute, or correct. 
those who contradict the teaching of God's Word. Reproving keeps us in agreement with the truth of God's Word. Titus 1.13 God's Word helps correct us when we have strayed from God's way. So God's Word benefits us by protecting us from deceivers. It is beneficial for teaching, and it is beneficial for exposing sin. And four, God's Word is beneficial for restoration and correction. James talks of God's Word being like a mirror that helps us to see ourselves as God sees us, so we will be motivated to draw closer to God. That's found in James chapter 1, verses 21 through 25. For the unbeliever who has not accepted Christ as their Savior, Scripture can guide them to being restored to what God intended man to be before the fall of Adam and Eve. For the Christian who has fallen away from God, God's word can help restore the backslider. God's word can also restore the Christian who has fallen into a particular sin. So God's word is beneficial for for protection from deceivers. It's beneficial for teaching. It's beneficial for exposing sin. It's beneficial for restoration and correction. And five, God's word is beneficial for training in righteousness. God's word trains. It educates us and gives us Christian discipline to live the way God wants us to live. God sometimes trains or educates Christians through punishment and suffering because he loves us like a parent that shows love to his children by disciplining them. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 6 through 10. Punishment is sometimes a method of teaching. God's teaching also involves training. For example, it takes practice to be an athlete or to play a musical instrument. God's word helps train us in righteousness. In Paul's writings, righteousness before God is primarily obtained through faith in Christ Jesus. Justification can mean to make, well, does mean to make righteous. However, righteousness also in Paul and in the Bible at large has an ethical aspect to it as well. It means to live right as God's word defines what is right. This involves not sinning against God and others, and it involves positive acts of ministering to the needs of others. A good example of this is found in Ezekiel chapter 18, verses 5 through 9. So God's word is beneficial for protection from deceivers. It's beneficial for teaching. It's beneficial for exposing sin. It's beneficial for restoration and correction. It's beneficial for training in righteousness. And God's word is beneficial for salvation. Do you want to know the way to heaven? Do you want to be sure that you're going to go there when you die? Paul is saying to Timothy that God's word makes us wise for salvation. 2 Timothy 3.15 God's word leads us into a right relationship with God and enables us to maintain our relationship with God. From the Bible, we learn that all have sinned and that the wages of sin is death and we need spiritual life. We need God to give us spiritual life. When God gives us spiritual life, the Bible calls that being born again. Jesus said we must be born again to go to heaven. John chapter 3, verse 3. We learn about God's plan of salvation and how to stay true to God to the end in the Bible. So God's word is beneficial for protection from deceivers 
It's beneficial for teaching. It's beneficial for exposing sin. It's beneficial for restoration and correction. It's beneficial for training in righteousness. And it's beneficial for salvation. And finally, God's word is beneficial for being fully equipped for good works. See Second Timothy chapter 3, verses, verse 17. Uh, 2 Timothy 3.17 says that each person who belongs to God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The purpose of Bible teaching is not only for our own salvation, but to equip us to be useful in the service to God. God calls all of us to be and make disciples. God gives each Christian different gifts. There are two ways we need to be equipped or fitted for God's work. One, we need to be equipped with the truth. We need to know God's word. And two, we need to be equipped in Christian character. God's word helps us with both of these. Well, those are the seven benefits of studying the Bible that I wanted to point out for this episode. Thank you for joining with me and listening to this podcast. Be sure to search the Bible to evaluate all teachers, including me. Check out my website at UpwardJourneyBibleStudy.com where you can learn more about this podcast and check out the book Established in Holiness. And always remember to keep God first in your life. I plan to post another podcast about a week from now. Bye for now.